Welcome to another OUinsider.com podcast. I'm RJ Young. I'm joined by OUI staff writer Colin Kennedy. See him on the Twitters at CKennedy247. Today, Colin and I are going to draft seven-on-seven teams out of the OU roster. I thought this would be a little bit of fun because I understand there's some folks that don't necessarily buy into the hype around seven-on-seven, but Colin, like myself, is charged up about this. Matter of fact, when I sent this to him, he's like, inject that into my veins. Colin, you ready to get started? Let's do this, man. Get me on the clock. I like it. So we're going to go with seven aside, uh, or six on your on your offensive side, seven on your defensive side, because somebody's got to snap the ball, and we count that guy. Now, uh, or no, we don't. No, we don't, Pat. No, we don't. <laughs> do you want to count the center or you want to count or not? Uh, no, nah, let's do no center. Let's cool. go straight skills. Okay, let's go skills. And I am going uh, uh, beauty before age, so you get the first pick, sir. Oh, wow. This is an honor. Well, I think I'm going to have to go with Spencer Rattler yeah, as my quarterback yeah, with pick number one. It's like playing Mike, with Mike <laughs> Vick on Madden 2004, man. Okay, cool. Whatever. So why are you going with Spencer? Oh, I got to go with Spencer because you need your guy to sling it all over the field. And obviously, I think Spencer Rattler's in the front runner to be the starting quarterback next season. And I think he's a special player. So he's going to be my signal caller. Man, I wrote this down in, in like pen before you even went with it. I was like, yeah, he's going to take Spencer. Okay. I mean, come on. Okay, no, no, that's all right. <laughs> it, you know, you know, everybody needs a quarterback. Everybody needs a quarterback. I understand. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. I am going. This is this is going to. Yeah. This is going to go off the rails real quick. Go ahead and and give me Theo Weiss as my one because I need a guy who's absolutely positively going to catch everything in his vicinity, a guy that's going to take advantage of the mismatch. He's 6'3", he's 200-plus pounds. I don't think there is a cornerback or safety that can hold him, though OU's looking to remedy that. So knowing that I'm going with Theo also means that I'm really just going to leave a quarterback on the board, which also speaks to just how much... I think taking Rattler at one matters because if you take Rattler at one, you're probably not going to put Tanner Mordecai or Tanner Schaefer on your squad. And now you're free to mm-hmm. go defense if you want to, or you can match them up with a passing receiver. So what do you got? I am going to go with maybe a little bit of a surprising pick. I think a lot of people would go Jaden Hazelwood in this spot, but mm-hmm. if I've got the live action arm of Spencer Rattler, I need a deep threat. And I think that this guy is going to erupt next season. Give me going Rambo all 2020. Charleston is my go-to wide receiver. So what are you going with Charleston Rambo because you expect him to be able to take the top off my defense? Yes, sir. And I think okay. that Spencer Rattler's arm is going to be able to get it to him deep down the field. So I'm going to need to take somebody that can erase that and take that away. And I'm going to right off top, go ahead and take Bryson Washington at <clears> two, <throat> uh, a long, rangy, fast corner with tremendous skills. I really need somebody who can take away, well, hash mark the sideline and could probably match up one-on-one if your man Rambo becomes a problem, though that 4-3 speed is 4-3 speed, and we're you're expecting to stretch the field. So, yes, I'm going to have to put a safety over the top right away. What do you got at three? I am going to go with a cornerback because I need to be able to lock up Mr. Theo Weiss, and I'm going to go with the senior, the guy that will also give me a ton of hustle along with his speed, giving Mr. Trey Brown. Shout out Tulsa Union. Man, I, I like the hometown kid. Also has been – he's probably going to be on the poster of everything this year. He is my sneaky pick for 
on the front of the media guide, like it's probably going to say 20, right? But when you put up the billboards and whatnot, I expect to see a lot of Trey Brown. I expect to see a lot of Creed Humphrey. I expect to see that 2017 class represented. And frankly, uh, Trey Brown is one of the first guys to buy into Grinch's defense. And man, speaking of Grinch's defense, if Neville Gallimore can lay down a time in the 40 and Kenneth Murray dominates in the way that he said he plans to dominate, you got to believe that's going to help his recruiting going forward, right? I mean, can he oh, take for credit sure. for these guys? Yeah, I mean, you have to think so, right? I mean, he took them to levels that no one thought they could be able to reach. So whatever they put up in the combine, I think Mr. Grinch is definitely putting that in his home visit. No, I like that. I like that. So at three, I'm going to go ahead and take Jaden Hazelwood. You just, you just left him there. So I'm going to go ahead and match up with, with, with 6'3", 6'3", uh, on both sides of the ball. And yeah, okay, cool. You got Trey Brown. You're going to try to erase one of my guys. I understand that uh, he can run, but now I got size. So now whether or not I want to throw Tanner Schaefer or Tanner Mordecai back there, I can throw jump balls and feel good about it. So what do you got to counter that, Mr. Spencer Rattler at one? Well, how about this one? I'm going to go with a guy that is going to be an absolute baller because of his position versatility and massive frame. I will take Austin Stogner okay. as my tight end slash flex wide receiver because I don't know how you're going to be able to stop him with whoever you draft. So Stog is my guy on the inside. He's going to take Austin Stogner off of me. Okay. So he's, <laughs> he's going big and he's going fast. So he's got options, right? That underneath route will be there. I'll mention that when yep. Rettler and Stogner and Weiss and at the time RJ Henderson and Jace McClellan, how about that? We're all on the same seven-on-seven team in the opening final. They came back from a double elimination loss, like the opening round loss to win the whole doggone thing, and Stogner was just a monster. He was bullying people out there. So I need somebody that can absolutely combat the, what, man, six-foot-six, 240-pound tight end? Yup. Goodness. All right. So size, probably not going to have size to combat that on a seven-on-seven. But you know what I do have? I have speed, all right? I have speed, and I have instincts inside, and I think both of those things can help me get in front of routes and help me make up the ground on routes and maybe get a hand in front of that ball if Rattler's trying to deliver it to him. So I'm going to go with Shane Witter. I'm going to go with another early enrollee who has reported 4-4 laser speed and played on both sides of the ball in high school. Wildcat quarterback, slot receiver, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. He projects at inside for Grinch's defense, so I feel good about taking him there in that fourth spot. So at the very least, if I can't climb the ladder, I am going to be able to outrun you. So Rattler has no choice but to try to put it on Austin Stogner if my guy Witter has any kind of hops to him at all. So I feel good about that. What do you got at five? Uh, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to keep loading it up here. We're going to go defense, though. So I need somebody that, and this might be a little bit of a reach, but I need to make sure that I get this guy because I think he's this good. I need someone that brings position versatility, can match up with anyone on the field, and he is unbelievable on third down. Yes, he's coming up on an injury, but let me get Trey Norwood as my versatile defensive back to cover you at corner, at safety, or at nickel. I think he's that good, that valuable, and I think Grinch does too. So I'm going to go ahead and take him right here, make sure I got him on my squad. No, it's a sneaky good pick, and especially coming off of injury, it's a sneaky good pick. But I'm going to add, man, we haven't seen too many guys be able to play tremendously well 
coming off of injury at OU here recently. We all thought that Chance Sylvie was at the very least going to have that backup spot behind Buki at nickel, and it never really panned out that well. Uh, Norwood obviously is going to be coming off of an ACL injury there, and I think I know what you're thinking there because John Michael Terry is still on the board, but I really have to try to to be, let's see, more, uh, more multiple in everything we're doing. Right? Is that is that how Bob says it? Because you're 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 doing yeah. this at, at the press box, getting ready to go interview Bob. Is that does he still say we're starting to be multiple in everything we're doing? Yes, sir. We got to go out there and execute. Oh man, you know, uh, look, uh, it just I I get giddy watching that staff sometimes because director player personnel is Moose Johnson, who looking like he needs yep. to be modeling in like a plus fifty men's catalog, and then you got Mac McMillan. I believe as like your director of football ops and Hal Mummy as your offensive coordinator. And I'm going, yikes, like just on paper. I love that staff. I love that staff. I'm also stalling because I'm really waffling right now. I'm waffling. I'm waffling because I need a pass catcher out of the backfield. But there's a, but there's a guy on the board right now that I really love that I could move around in Trajan, Trajan Bridges. So you know, let let's let's go ahead and let's take Trey Sermon off of injury off the board Ooh. because I need a guy that I feel good about. Like people would talk about how Demarco Murray was able to play multiple positions, right? And you could line him up in the slot when need be. He returned a bunch of kicks and he was outstanding tailback. I've always thought that Trey Sermon was that kind of a tailback. They just don't use him that way, right? He was much more of a closer type in. 2017-2018, and the preacher man was humming right along when he got the carries, but with Jalen Hurts calling the shots, he didn't really get that many touches. And then he has the knee injury in the Iowa State game, and he's been rehabbing from that since. But I always thought that he could have the most upside with DeMarco Murray coaching because perhaps he might lobby for the guy to get some reps over there as a junior at that slot receiver position and coming out of, say, a two-back set, right? So if they're in their split backs that Riley likes to run, maybe you can flex that guy out in the way that you might flex out a fullback and try to get him more involved in your offense as an upperclassman. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lock that in. Let's go with Trey Sermon at number five there to try to give me as many pass-catching threats as possible to combat Trey Norwood in the slot or over the top and Trey Brown trying to erase Theo Weiss or Jaden Hazelwood. What do you think? I like it. I like it a lot. And so I'm going to take one of the guys that you have already mentioned. I need another pass catcher to go with Rambo and Stogner. So I'm going to go with Mr. Trajan Bridges okay. out of Hebron High School, yeah. right down the road from where I'm at currently. So Bridges will provide me some more depth. I think that he and Rattler will be able to be very, very good together in terms of chemistry. And on top of that, Bridges can kind of be that sneaky – down the field guy, but also over the middle, he provides me a lot of various options in terms of offensive play. So give me Trajan Bridges with my next election. So Rattler's throwing either Charleston Rambo or Trajan Bridges. You already got Austin Stogner in here. So you've got size and you've got speed. I need somebody that can match up and give us an option that perhaps makes Stogner the only place to go. Right, And I get that Charleston Rambo is fast, and I get that Trajan Bridges can play all three wide receiver positions, even play some safety if you really want him to, as Alex Grinch demonstrated last year. So 
you could also tell how much I really value the defensive starters in the 7-7 seven and seven because it ain't no secret, right? Toward the end of the season, OU got exposed, particularly in the LSU game, in the secondary. But a guy who played well up until about the last few games that I really like, that I think could have tremendous upside and also is going to lock down that other position opposite Trey Brown this year is Jaden Davis, right? Jaden Davis coming out of St. Thomas Aquinas where they have the most current NFL uh, current NFL members right now. Guys playing in the NFL. They have 13 guys that came out of his high school playing in the NFL right now, the most of any high school in the National Football League. He also comes out of the blue-chip rich state of Florida, which continues to put out more four- and five-star 24-7 composite recruits than any other state in the union. He worked his way onto the field as a true freshman at that corner spot and looked like he was starring in it there for a while as that third guy, really challenging Trey Brown and Parnell Motley. Motley had to continue to play excellent football, and Brown had to continue to, to match up against bigger, stronger wide receivers to keep his spot. And then Davis kind of fell off there toward the end, particularly in the Kansas State game. He just looked shaky and bad. But I yeah. think that in his sophomore year, he's poised to break out. He could lead the team in interceptions, not in the seven, not just in the 7-on-7 seven seven game, but also in the 2020 season. If anybody's going to be able to read Spencer Rattler's eyes and understand leverages and understand route combinations is Jaden Davis. I feel good about introducing the two way V4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell. Each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience, maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. That selection, we think. I love it. I, I'm a big Jaden Davis fan. He was kind of one of my sneaky selections down the road, but I need to go get a guy that I'm about to mention. This was one of my priority picks, but I'm going to stall so you can make up for whatever's about to happen. Uh-oh. I think that this guy proved to be incredibly valuable, especially when he was not on the field. When DeLaron Turner yelled, missed that game against LSU, I mean, my goodness, did they get torched in the back end. It didn't matter what Oklahoma put out there. Just whoever manned that safety position that was lost by DTY due to injury just couldn't get the job done. I think DTY, obviously, he was with the second leading tackler on the squad, clearly was strong in coverage because not a lot of teams did that to DeLaron Turner yell throughout the Big 12 season. So I'm going to go and get a safety that I know can – Tackle well, pursue well, cover well. I think DeLaren Turner-Yell is a quality pick right here, and he will help with over-the-top coverage with the duos of trays. So give me DTY. They call him Trouble, DeLaren Turner-Yell. Hey, man, Trouble was really the dude I watched to know whether or not the defense was going to play well, quite honestly. Like, if if DeLaren Turner-Yell was making tackles, you were going to get an outstanding showing from the defense. It never failed, particularly in the Texas game. When he was coming downhill and wrapping people up, everybody else was free to go do their jobs, and that's how you end up with nine sacks in a football game. You also saw that in the Baylor game when he was playing well, right? The defense played well. Mm -hmm. But I also think that working in tandem with a guy like Patrick Fields was terribly beneficial to him for the reasons that you alluded to, which is, He's still a liability in coverage, all right? He's still a box safety. He's a linebacker playing safety. He's just undersized for a linebacker. But if Grinch can fix his feet, fix his eyes, 
he could be an asset on the back end, but I'm going to go ahead and take the guy that I know can keep the lid on the defense and who's never going to be out of position. He's not going to have any bust. He doesn't have blazing speed, but how often are you going to get beat by Chris Platt on a fake play or, uh, on, excuse me, on a trick play in the Big 12 championship game, right? Other than that, it was, it was really, he, he was everywhere he needed to be. And he was a sure tackler, and he was one of the first guys that Grinch identified last spring as a guy that can help him, along with DeLarian Turner-Yell. So I'm going to split that duo up, make sure you don't get it, and end up with Patrick Fields as my free safety, roam in the middle, directing traffic, watching the eyes of Rattler, and maybe even playing a little bit of that robber role when you want to roll things into perhaps a flood situation. And I got a guy that can really help me at all levels, whether or not it's Post routes, drag routes, dig routes, whatever, he'll be able to see it and do something about it. So, Patrick Fields, what do you think? Uh, I See, DeLaren and Pat were my guys. I wanted to get them both. You did the smart thing, breaking that up. So, good move by you. I want to potentially fill out the defense because you got my guy, Pat. But I also know that I keep needing to load up on options offensively. So I'm going to get a guy that I think we've talked a ton about on this podcast and we're all really excited about and seemingly everyone within the program is as well with what he's been doing as an early enrollee. Give me my man, Marvin Mims. I think he's going to have a really strong season. I know what I'm getting from him. Speed, versatility. He has such a high football IQ. He's mature. I think he can step up for me if Rambo, Bridges, and Stogner are somehow all covered Give me Mr. Mims, who is well above his age in terms of maturity, both as a player and a leader. I'm excited about what Mims could do with Mr. Spencer Rattler slinging the football. No, I like that because Marvin Mims, as many people know, but I'm going to continue to say it till I am blue in the face, set the national single-season receiving record this year with over 2,400 yards from Lone Star Frisco, also owns the all-time Texas high school receiving record, breaking Jordan Shipley's record of 5,000 plus yards, absolutely outstanding football player, but a better person, tremendously mature. He's going to study engineering at OU or is in the process of doing that right now as an early enrollee. And if any one of these wide receivers in this 2020 class is going to break onto the field with this vaunted class ahead of them, that includes Theo Weiss, Jaden Hazelwood, Austin Stogner, Trader Bridges, I, my money would be on Marvin Mims. So just doing a quick tally right here, you got one, two, three, four wideouts and three DBs to go along with your Spencer Rattler. And I have one, two, let's see, two DBs, three DBs, right? And I got a wideout, two wideouts. All right, cool. So I'm being, I, I've been defensive heavy here so far. I think I want to go ahead and try to lock this up and and make sure that you are pulling at the very least from what I think is going to be making up the the second part of the two deep depth chart. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm see you could go. I could go with Buki here to make sure I get the the nickel that played the most and that Grinch likes the most. Right. Or Mm -hmm. I could help myself a bit more and take Deshaun White to make sure that both of my inside linebackers are really, really great. And this is one of the reasons why the strategy of, okay, assuming that Colin is going to take Spencer Rattler first also allows me a little, allows me to get just a little bit further ahead defensively. And knowing that I got my DBs at safety and I got my one corner, man, 
yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go ahead and take Deshaun White there in the middle. I think I'm gonna put him next to Shane Witter so that I have a seasoned vet next to a guy that I think has tremendous upside in Shane Witter. The same thing with Pat Fields and Bryson Washington. I took Jaden Davis as that tween spot because I know that you might box me out on a cornerback that I like, but I'm also just waiting and waiting and waiting on who might be my quarterback, and I'm really betting on either Tanner Schaefer or Tanner Mordecai being up to the job, or more to the point, that Spencer Rattler is not necessarily as good as we think he is with guys that have seen him a bunch and with guys that are frankly just a better caliber of football player than he's used to playing against, which I think is really what the whole Big 12 is going to be doing, right, Colin? I mean, you got to assume that there's a learning curve for Rattler. Otherwise, he's just going to torch everything you know and love because that's what he showed in high school. Yeah, I would agree. I think we don't necessarily know what Rattler is, but in this situation, I just have to know who my quarterback is. That's why I was so comfortable taking him number one overall. I like to pick it to Sean White by you having someone athletic and smart. I'm a big Deshaun White fan. I think that was the right move, getting Witter and White in the middle. It's going to be hard for Mr. Stogner to get through all that coverage. But I'm going to go ahead and go defense here as well. And I may surprise, but I want this guy because, again, I want my defense to be multiple, versatile, and I want my guys to be able to cover whoever you put out there, especially because you have Weiss and Hazelwood, who can do a little bit of everything. So knowing that, I am going to take a guy that I think a lot of people are very excited about. Give me Jeremiah Cradell. Okay. I think Cradell is going to have a very strong season no matter where he plays. He can give me nickel. He can give me safety. He can play corner. Knowing that, I'm going to go ahead and provide a someone that I know that can cover people. He can play multiple positions. That way, Galarin Turner-Yell can be easy. Trey Brown and Trey Norwood can move around. That allows me to put Norwood and Cradell wherever I want them. So give me Jeremiah Cardell in my defensive backfield. I mean, outstanding kid coming out of modern day. And not just an outstanding kid, but also a blue chipper that Lincoln Riley went to go get on his own. A guy that many people at the time thought was going to end up at Oregon. Just think how nasty they would be with Cradell, Noah Sewell, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Justin Flo. My goodness. So to know that you got a piece of that if you're an OU fan defensively has to make you feel good. We all expected to see more of Cradell last year, especially knowing that Oklahoma wasn't necessarily excited about Buki, who came on, by the way, and who had an outstanding showing in the South Dakota game, and who I thought still was dealing with his reputation as a true freshman, rather than people actually watching what he was doing as a sophomore, and he was a guy that Grinch couldn't take off the field. Did he have some some 15-yard penalties that we all thought, okay, kiddo, get that out of your system, but He's also never been allowed to play his most natural position of cornerback. He's always been asked to play that nickel safety role, and I think he would thrive as a cornerback, and I would frankly just want to see him play cornerback because I watched enough of him at IMG to feel great about him on an island, to feel great about him matching up against everybody else's number one, and he was a five-star according to at least one network, whether or not you agree with that assessment or not, but as guys that watch high school football a lot, Colin, I think you would agree with me, we're not just giving that one out, right? And I don't think that anybody's just giving out five stars to, to name a kid a five star, no matter how short or tall he is. So I'm going to take Buki, and I'm going to benefit from, yes, he could play that nickel role, but he could also help me out at corner. And frankly, I just want to see him at corner. And if I get to see him at corner against the likes of Marvin Mims, Trajan Bridges, or 
Charleston Rambo, I'm going to feel great about that because I get a live look at a guy that, frankly, has not had the opportunity to get that live look against good competition and whose Mm -hmm. best play is arguably against an FCS team, right? Let's find out what Buki is made of in his junior year. I don't know that Grinch is going to do that. It all depends on what some of these uh, early enrollees look like at that nickel position. I know that we're going to learn a lot from what Justin Harrington is able to provide when he gets here in the summer. It's a dude that we both wish was on the board right now, but he's he's not on campus, so he's not eligible for draft. So I think both of us probably, that's a good question. I mean, as I write down Buki, do you think that Harrington would have gone higher in this draft that we have put together if he was on campus? Yeah, I mean, I would be taking him right now if he were available. Just the nature of the matter is that he's not there yet, and right. so he's not available for us to select. I mean, right. you can't ignore a guy who's six foot three, two hundred and fourteen pounds that can play wherever you want on the field. Right. But that again is not available to me at this selection. So that means that I have to make sure that I go ahead and walk up my defensive backfield because I believe you may have just one more spot to fill, and I need a guy that I think again is young has a little bit of versatility, and he will provide some decent coverage, even though he struggled as a youngster in the Peach Bowl. I will take Woody Washington. I'm excited about what he can do. Then, again, this allows me to slide Woody, Trey Norwood, and Jeremiah Cordell wherever I want. I can go matchup base. It allows Delaren Turner-Yale to play up against whoever you have at tight end. I'm excited about it. I could put Norwood on you. Just, I think that this fills it out with Woody Washington, Trey Norwood, Trey Brown, Jeremiah Cordell, and Delaren Turner Yell. I'm excited about that defensive backfield. Oh man, no, it's that's that's stout because if nothing else, you're giving disguise, right? Because you have safeties that can play corner and you can interchange everybody. So it doesn't matter if I want to stack it to one side or the other. Those guys should be good enough to recognize what we're doing and match up to it. So, no, I like that kiddo coming out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, was the number one player in the state of Tennessee, was a really big get for Oklahoma to get him away from the University of Tennessee. And I received notes from folks living in the area who want to know what's going on with our guy. Like, we saw you throw him out there playing safety against LSU, and we ain't like it because that ain't what he does. And I'm going, hey, I don't I don't make that call, man. Like, Alex Grinch mm-hmm. saw him and said he was a safety. Same thing with Buki. Like, if I had my way, both of those guys would be corners. So I'm not going to have any truck with that. I think that's an outstanding pick. Look, you kind of jam me up at tight end, right? And that's also a good way of saying, at least right now, going through the spring, Oklahoma ain't very deep at tight end, right? It's, it's really Austin Stogner. And then you're looking at what I'm going to have to do, right? Which is go get a guy that can play fullback, a guy that can play tight end, a guy that played some quarterback at Arlington and was out of position, a guy that really Kale Gundy and Lincoln Riley had to have a discussion about. And I love the story of how this kiddo ended up getting to Oklahoma, right? It's they're going to scout another player. And one of the coaches who's always trying to get on the good side of a, of a Power 5 head coach is just trying to give him, you know, a, a place to go and a kid to go get because maybe he'll remember that the next time that I have a kid that I think is worthwhile. And I love this. They're like, okay, tell us about it. Well, this kid, he's playing, he's playing quarterback, but he's playing out of position, right? And no, I'm not talking about Ty D. Armand, right? Colin, who am I talking about? You're talking about Mr. Braden Willis, my guy. See, and that's 
this is the thing, right? What I love most about that dude is he'll play special teams, right? He'll play tight end. He'll play fullback, but he has the intellect of a quarterback to allow you to do those things, right? I mean, it was either him or honestly, maybe a guy like Mikey Henderson, right? Because he he also adds versatility in a different way. He's a bigger, stronger dude, but I really like having the experience there. So I'm going to go with Braylon. And we're going to try to lock up that flex position. I'm probably, I mean, I got the number two on the depth chart, right? But I got the number two on the depth chart by default. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's sneaky because I was going to go with Braden Willis right here to be my tight end. That would put Stogner as a receiver. And then that would make you just wonder how the heck you're going to cover all that size and speed. But good job by you cutting me off there for Braden Willis. So my next selection, I want to ask you if this is a move that I can make. Uh-oh. Are we considering Obi Obiallo on the roster currently because he's transferring from Marshall and he would be my pick right here to fill out my receiving core? Not if he's not on campus, right? Will yep, we say that? true. Okay, because that's where yep. I'm coming from, right? If they're on campus, they're fair game. If they're not on campus, I'm leaving them off. All right, I respect that. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Knowing like, that I, I Theo Howard jammed us up, right? <laughs> Theo Howard yeah. jammed us up. <laughs> yeah, I would have picked Theo, but hey, he's not going to be able to run. Right. So that doesn't do me any good. But I do need to have another receiver. Again, I was going to take Braden Willis as the sneaky way of filling out my receiving core, but that's not available to me at the moment. However, I am going to take a guy that provides me a little bit of a sneaky boost not only in terms of playability, but team morale, give me Drake Stoops okay. to round out my receiving core. He will help me, again, with a lot of different options in the middle, and that will fill out all of my pass-catching options for Spencer Rattler. So that gives me Rambo, Bridges, Mims, Stoops, and Stogner as patched catchers in my receiving core. I'm pretty excited about that as well. Oh, good grief, man. Like That kid is not just sneaky, but when we talk about the depth – at wide receiver, one of the things we always have to say is you only have five guys on the roster in 2020 that have had Division One college football experience. But we leave Drake Stoops off because he's not a scholarship, right? Like it's, but, but he's played enough and he's returned kicks or punts, which is a form of kick, that you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would consider that guy. And he plays that H role, which is a position you can take off the field if you're Lincoln Riley because you'll bring in your Y and you'll want to play with fullbacks. All three of those positions for him are interchangeable depending on what formation he wants to run out there. But, I mean, it was him and it was Nick Basquin and then you're talking about Michael Jones and then you're talking about Jalen Robinson and both of those guys are gone. You know, I, I, I like this pick. I like it a lot. But also, here's one. Jaqueline Crawford. I wonder, do we consider that dude because he's in the portal, he's out of the portal, we have reporting that says that he returned. What do you think? If you want to take him for now, obviously he's been exploring options, mm-hmm. but because of the receiver situation on the roster, I'm a little bit more open to the idea. Okay. So it's either that, right? It's either that. Well, I'm really reaching, and I think that's kind of the reason yeah. I wanted to do this exercise. Not necessarily because, you know, it's something to do, but because it demonstrates what OU is going to have to work with 
in this uh, in this in the spring atmosphere, right? Because Trevin West is not here. Uh, mm-hmm. Trayvon West, excuse me. Uh, Brian Darby is not here, right? Uh, you only got mm-hmm. Marvin Mims, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's it, as far as guys that whose job it is to catch the football on, out of this this 2020 class. Yeah, Conyers isn't there yet. He gets there here in a few weeks, but he's not on campus right now, so you don't have very many options outside of like a thin core win. So that's why I'm being a little bit flexible. Right, and I think I have no choice there but to add a guy like Quaylen Crawford just to give me another set of hands to catch the football. And frankly, a really great athlete coming out of Rockdale at the time, right? I mean, this is a guy that could could have gone both ways, flirted with the idea of switching to defense last year because he was having a hard time getting onto the football field, but certainly an athlete that you like. And in a seven-on-seven climate, I can move him around, right? We can figure out where he fits. And I'm expecting Jaden Hazelwood and Theo Weiss to carry a a ton of this, along with guys like Braden uh, uh, Willis. But also, I'm expecting to to be really great defensively. So I'm, I'm really betting on the defense in a way to help me with Spencer Rattler, but we'll see what kind of proposition that is in 2020. So you have... As I understand it, three picks left, and we're going to have to get you out of here in just a second. So I'll tell you what. Let's go rapid fire real quick, and then we'll talk about yeah. the picks after the fact. So you go, then I'll go. All right. So I'm going to take Caleb Kelly as my inside linebacker. Okay. Boom. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and take my quarterback. I'm going to get Tanner Mordecai off the board. So that's that's my All quarterback. Right. So you got Caleb Kelly. Okay. So I'm, then I'm going to go ahead and take Brian Osimo as my other linebacker, Ooh. one of the few scholarship linebackers still left on the roster. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get Kennedy Brooks to help me out here as another set of hands. Oh. Uh, uh, I, you know, And I'm going to leave you just grabbing at straws for a running back there, Hoss. Hey, well then, I'm going to go ahead and take Seth McGowan. Okay. I mean, he's on campus. He's repping hard. Pledger is a guy that I, I think you never know what you're going to get. But if McGowan's showing out like he can, well, I, I'm kind of thinking about this. I'm going to go ahead and probably take – because Stevenson is tough. You know what? I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson okay, okay. as my running back. Okay. I can understand wanting to do that. I mean, you're really you're betting on experience, but both of those guys have things that they want to prove when it comes to catching the football out of the backfield. And I mean, 7-on-7 seven seven is a good place to do that. So I'm down to mm-hmm. – I got DB, 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 DB. Oh, goodness. And I got two. I, can, I, need, I need another DB, right? I need another nickel. Yeah, you got to go with like a Justin Broyles or uh, maybe like a Robert Barnes uh, or a Jamal Morris. You know what? You know what? I'm going to bet on Jamal. I'm going to bet on Jamal all Morris, right, like all right? Uh, this is a kiddo that I got to know coming on his way to Oklahoma. He's the kind of guy that you bet on to be the captain of the defense in the future. He's just that good. He understands his role as a strong safety or free safety. He might not have the same talent as a bunch of these guys that we've taken ahead of him. But I trust him a bit more than I trust Robert Barnes, who's probably going to switch positions. He's coming off a redshirt year. And I certainly Correct. trust him a little bit more than Justin Broyles because as, as good as Broyles is, it seems that they only have a role for him at nickel or safety. And I'm still in shock after the LSU game. Like the way that Justin Jefferson just had his way with him. I'm still not okay with that. I mean, it was the the most disrespectful thing that we've seen all college football season was Justin Jefferson talking about four touchdowns in that first half, reeling them off, and all of them came over the dead body of Justin Broyles. And Robert Barnes is still recovering from Josh Jacobs just just putting his foot in his chest in the Orange Bowl. I'm going to go with the new blood. I'm going to go with the guy that I think has 
a little bit more maturity, a little bit more stout to it, and probably is one of those guys that's not going to bust. So those are like, man, these are stout teams, but they also show deficiencies. So like, what's your takeaway from what we just did? Well, I think that I'm pretty excited about what I have pass catcher wise, but I need to see how my linebackers are going to handle themselves in coverage, especially because you have two running backs. So that's going to be tough on me, but we'll see how it all works out once these two teams take the field. But I think I worked out, especially getting Spencer Rattler the first pick. Yeah, and I think that also goes to show just how much is on his shoulders and what we all expect from him. Colin, I know you got to run. Thanks so much for sitting down to do this uh, fun exercise with me. Follow Colin Kennedy on Twitter, at ckennedy247. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days.